Are you tired of waking up with a dry mouth, feeling sluggish? I was too, until I discovered the power of mouth taping. I read a book called Breathe and it opened my eyes to how I could get a better sleep. So I started taping my mouth and the results were astounding. Not only did I wake up feeling refreshed, but the data on my whoop suggested I was getting more REM and more deep sleep, which led to me feeling better every morning. But I wanted a better solution, not just sticky tape, something that was effective and comfortable. That is why I co-founded Recoverite with a few friends. We are dedicated to helping Australians get fast and easy access to mouth tape and nose tape so you can breathe better, sleep better and recover right. Use the discount code TMTCP for 10% off at the checkout. Sleep better with recover right. Welcome back team to another episode. You're gonna get so much value out of this. Um, I've used a lot of resources from Black Dog Institute, Beyond Blue and Lifeline for this one. Um, discussing my experiences, but also pointing you to tools and resources around how you can best support your partner through dark times. So I know you guys are going to get a lot of value. If you are enjoying these episodes, remember, uh, share them on your socials, tag me so I can uh, see what you, what value you're getting out of it. And it also helps spread the message. Keep in mind, guys, we're two weeks away now um, until I'll be taking on new coaching clients. So I'm looking forward to the relaunch of that and opening up a few spaces so from the 8th of july we will be back in business so if you're getting value from this you're learning things you feel that i could be the person to help you uh get in touch and we'll get you on the waiting list enjoy the episode welcome back guys so this is one of the questions that a lot of you guys have asked um when i put the poll up so supporting your partner through the dark times now before I get into this, I'm, what I'm going to be talking about and answering is obviously I'm going to be directing you guys to a lot of useful uh, tools and resources from Beyond Blue, Black Dog Institute, Lifeline, all those sorts of places that uh, have qualified uh, advice and information, which I think is hugely uh, beneficial and uh, impactful and can help you know, whether you know people going through it or not. But I'm also going to share some of my own experiences. Now, I've got a lot of questions from you guys around specific topics. I can't answer all of them from experience because I haven't experienced all of them. So I've, I'm gonna do my best to um, go through a few of them that I can. So we're gonna talk about how to get the, uh, how do you get people to realize they have a problem without making things worse? How do you help someone talk things through instead of shutting down? Uh, so how to support someone to get out of bed um, when they just can't. So there are a few of the things that we're gonna be talking about and discussing through this next uh, little bit of video. So if, oh, and also how to help without overwhelming people. So few of the questions that I feel I can offer advice from, but I'm also gonna direct you guys to some tools. So before I dive in, if you guys think someone needs to see this video, please share it on your stories, um, tag people in it, do whatever you need to do to help spread this, uh, this message and hopefully we can deliver some uh, real life experience and also educational tools that you guys will all benefit from. Okay, so let's talk about it first. So obviously, I'm not a qualified health professional. I speak a lot of it, I am studying um, positive psychiatry, mental health, and NLP at the moment. Um, but I'm not standing here saying I know everything. I'm just talking from experience, but also referring to tools and resources that are available, okay? So obviously, you know, the question was that we're covering, how do you help someone through the dark times? Like whether it's a partner, and I get a lot of questions from you ladies about your, your boyfriends or husbands. Okay, so I'm gonna speak from a man's perspective today, um, purely because that's where I'm at. 
obviously there's many different uh, ways in which we get hit with depression and we all experience it differently and we all deal with it differently. So unfortunately, there's not gonna be one, uh, a one-size-fits-all approach and I know a lot of you are like, fuck, what are we listening for? Well, hopefully you can take this away and uh, get, get some stuff around it. But one of the first ports of call is to seek professional help, right? You can do that through Lifeline, um, Beyond Blue, Black Dog Institute, they're the ones that always come to mind for me. They have so many helpful resources and tools on their websites that you can read through stuff and uh, do your own research, which I highly encourage you to do. Or they have all their helplines and call lines, which are uh, extremely beneficial as well. One of the amazing resources that Black Dog has that I think is important that can relate back to a lot of the questions that we're about to cover from experience. Um, first thing to do is ask. So ask if people are okay. And one thing that I'm big on, and for those who've been following me for ages, there's, we have this day called Are You Okay Day, which is I think is phenomenal for starting the conversation. But I also think we don't just need one day a year where we do that. If you genuinely give a shit, you should be asking people that 365 days a year, right? And you should also be educating yourself to ask better questions, listen more, okay? And understand the signs and warning signs. You can't just go, oh, it's are you okay day? Let's ask a few people and jump on the bandwagon, share the logo, do all that sort of cool shit. No, you've got to be doing it day in, day out if you really want to have an impact, especially with your partner. Right? You don't just wait for the warning signs. Day in, day out, it's called communication. Massively important. Right? Second, listen. When people talk, listen. Let them know you care. A lot of the time people go, yeah, I know how you feel. You don't fucking know how anyone feels. You may have a similar situation, so you kind of you know, know what it was like for you, but you don't know how they're interpreting uh, the certain thing or how they're perceiving things. So don't, you know, it can be really disheartening when somebody goes, oh, yeah, I know how you feel. You're like, bullshit. I've been struggling with this for 10, 15 years, or um, you don't, you know, people, people do take that to heart. So one of my biggest things is don't ever say to someone, I know how you feel. That's a little blow off on that. But yeah, let people know you care. Uh, second one, check their safety. Uh, sorry, third one, check their safety. So if you're really worried about them, don't leave them alone. Simple, like stay around them, keep the conversation going, do whatever you need to do. Um, if you need to get some emergency help for that, you can do that. But just, yeah, if you're worried for their safety, don't let them uh, leave them alone. Fourth, get help or encourage people to get help. And even if they're at a point where they want to get help, make sure if people say, yeah, I'm keen to get help, Jump on the phone with them. Sit there next to them while they book their appointment. Take them to their appointment. Go that extra mile, that extra step to help people, right? Uh, follow up, always make the time to check in. I know we get busy in life, and it's like when we see people down in the dumps where all you know, bending over backwards to help them, then once we feel like they're better two or three weeks later, we go back to busy life and we don't continue to build that relationship and let people know there is a safe place, right? Or there is a, a, a mate there. So do your best to, I know, in life's busy, but to just keep checking in with people. It's, it's super important, right? If they're a mate of yours. Finally, take care of yourself. If you're dealing um, with people who are challenging with, challenged with mental health, etc., it can be stressful and, and challenging for yourself. So if you stop neglecting yourself, you could end up in a similar place. So make sure you're still taking time to do the things that you're enjoying, switch off, you know, go out, get some sun, um, exercise, eat healthy, all those sorts of things. Um, catch up with friends, do that. That's super important. Okay, so that's you know one of the resources that I got off Black Dog Institute. So if you want to read it, you can. Well, you can definitely um, 
do that on their, their web page. Now, let's get into the questions that you guys asked. So first one, how do you get, I'm just gonna bring this back so I can look at the camera. How do you get people or your partner, for example, to realize they have a problem without making things worse? When was the last time you enjoyed someone telling you they have a problem? No one fucking enjoys it ever. And generally, if you're trying to tell some, someone there's something wrong with them, they're not gonna listen. Right? The first thing they're gonna be doing is thinking internally, I fucking hate this person. Fuck off, shut up. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what's wrong with me. You think I don't already know that? Right? They're gonna have this internal conversation with themselves. You're definitely not gonna make things better, right? So my thing is, obviously, you can't get people to realize anything, just like you can't get people to do anything. So save yourself the effort now what you need to do and what I believe people need to do, we are so disconnected as in relationships, as people, you know, we don't ever have that communication. So if we went back to the start, the, the, the issue is mental health, right? Depression, anxiety, addiction, um, all these sorts of things. That's, what, that's what's pissing people off. That's why people want to make people change, right? But what's, what's caused that? We never address the actual cause and generally, you know, addiction comes from, it can come from a heap of things. Um, depression and anxiety obviously comes from a fucking huge range of things. So don't just say, oh, it's not just that. It's not just that. But, you know, it can come from feeling lonely, lack of communication, lack of um, having deep connected relationships, lack of understanding around who you are. Right? All these things play a part in it. Now, if we just keep going, right, you're depressed, you're, you're in this box, okay? You're one, making people feel like a problem. Right, they, they fall in that box of I'm, I'm depressed, that's all I am, I'm not anything else, okay? Two, you're not allowing, actually scrap that bit, that's not even worth, okay? The, the communication lines aren't there, so if the communication lines aren't there, they're never gonna open up to you, or they're never really gonna be receptive of anything that you're saying anyway, because you're only showing up when things are bad, right? You're trying to change them. You haven't been there to help guide them from the start. Right, so I know from my own personal experience when people were telling me like, um, you shouldn't be acting like that, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, I was like, well, I'm gonna do it even more now because I'm my own man and I wanna do what I wanna do. Right? I never for once stopped to think logically because every time people were telling me shit, I was getting fueled emotionally, I was getting pissed off, so I wanted to retaliate and I generally wanted to hurt people back. Right, because they're trying to tell me how to, how to act and how to live, okay? so. My um, advice from that point of view, and obviously, once again, every situation is different. I'm not a health professional, just my advice and my experience here. For one, you can use the, the things that I asked before, ask, listen, check for safety, all that sort of stuff. Or two, identify what you think their problem is, okay? And when you bring it up with them next time, ask them, what, how they perceive it, right? If you think someone's got an alcohol problem, right? Next time you have the conversation about it, say, hey, from my perspective, I feel like you, you know, you're addicted to alcohol and it's, it's consuming your life or you know, it's, you've changed over the last six months and you seem to be drinking a little bit more alcohol than you used to. I just wanna understand, is there a reason for this? And I just say, I come with no judgment, I just wanna understand your side of things because I don't understand, right? So coming from a place of 
seeking to understand can generally help in my opinion like when people say that it's like oh cool i've got an opportunity to explain myself not having um rather than someone just telling me what i should do i can actually explain why i might be doing this because there's generally a reason why we're acting in certain ways but if we never feel we get the opportunity to explain that it's never going to happen right um so get their perspective on things thirdly understand that you're only in control of you so if you're going to get beat down on this and <clears throat> keep trying to change them it's like there comes a point where depending on it it's like if they're not willing to change themselves if they're not willing to most of us realize we've got a problem like we've all been there maybe not to the extent of what it is but if we're not willing to admit it you can't make people admit it so sometimes you have to one go back to looking after yourself first which may mean you have to leave the relationship right to, to look after yourself first because not everyone's willing to change just because you're willing to help, you know, provide support, provide value, do all that sort of stuff. It's unfortunate, but not everyone's willing to change, okay? And share stories. Like, the reason why I am so vulnerable on social media and I share what I've been through is because I know there's people who can relate. Like, I'm not a uh, unique in the fact that I've done a lot of the shit that I've done. There's a lot of people, and I know a lot of lads and men can relate to what I've been to because it's just, in my opinion, it's what I grew up doing. So I know there's a fucking lot of dudes who can relate to that. Um, so share stories, whether it's, you can share my story for bits and pieces that you hear, share podcasts, share my podcast, um, share stories of people that you know and always take them through that journey of where they hit rock bottom and how they bounced out the other side because sometimes we don't feel we can get out the other side, right? When you realize you have a problem, we feel like we're broken. How do we treat people who are broken in society? Not very well, unfortunately. How do we pe treat people who have mental illness in society? Unfortunately, there's a big fucking stigma around it. So trying to get a male to admit that they have a, a depressed, anxious, um, broken, in, you know, how, that's how we refer to it, it's hard to fucking do because we've seen the stigma. We've grown up with that stigma. So that's why we need to start breaking it and then we're going to be able to have these conversations a lot more openly. Second one. How do you help someone talk things through instead of shutting down? Guys, girls, communication, right? We don't establish, and myself and Amy can relate to this, like I am a, sh <laughs> a shit communicator a lot of times, and I, I, when, I don't like confrontation, so I will withdraw and retreat, or when I'm not feeling, when I'm in the, the dark times, like I'll retreat and keep to myself and I don't like openly talking about it. And when I get pressured to talk, I, I get pissed off because I don't want to do it. I don't want to do what I don't want to do. That's just me being stubborn, right? So establishing communication from day one or even on the good days, just letting people know that those communication lines are there and you want to communicate openly throughout the entirety of your relationship, even through the highs and the lows because we can't, all, we can't read minds and we need to understand that. And this is something that I'm working on is learning that when I go through these frustration times, I need to learn to communicate why I'm pissed off or why I'm feeling a certain way so that then Amy can understand why and we can try and work through it rather than me just being, a, in my opinion, a sook and not communicating it, okay? Because it doesn't solve the issue anyway. So you need to attack it head on and just deal with whatever... Um, you're trying to deal with, right? So um, establish communication. You both got to do the work. Relationships are work. Like you get in, you think about at the start of a relationship, 
you're, you're constantly flirting, you're going on dates, you're trying to look your best, um, behave your best, you're doing all this sort of stuff because it's new and it's exciting. And then obviously you hit the comfort zone and that sort of stuff drops off, right? You've got to continue doing these things, right? And same with communication, right? As we grow, get older, we learn to communicate in different ways, right? Obviously at the start of a relationship, you aren't as open with your communication because you don't know whether you're gonna be with this person long-term. But when you do, you're just like, okay, well, this is how I communicate. I like um, touch and feel like that. I'm kinesthetic, right? Some people are auditory, okay? Some people are visual. So you need to understand how you like communicating and let your partner know that. Because if, if, I, didn't get, like, if I didn't get the appreciation of you know, a hug or something like that, like I'm like, oh, maybe she doesn't, doesn't like me. I'm gonna withdraw so I don't get hurt. So you need to understand all this, and this comes through communication conversation and doing the work on yourself so you actually understand more about yourself so then you can share that with the other person. If you're not doing this, you can't expect to have that end result, okay? Um, make sure that obviously people feel comfortable in the relationship the whole time or your mates feel comfortable the whole time, not just on a time when you feel like, you know, this is a big one for lads. We <clears throat> really struggle to have open conversation unless we're really drunk or it's the last call. We need to start making it a part of our daily life. And it doesn't, once again, always have to be deep, but we need to allow our mates to know that that conversation is available. We're willing to have that conversation. Um, sweet. How do you support someone when they can't even get out of bed? This would be definitely when I'd go to those steps that I mentioned earlier. Um, Ask if they're okay, listen to them. Obviously, if you know, they're struggling to get out of bed, they're probably not okay. Um, so that's when I would be going to you know, call the helpline, ask them for some help, ask them support through that situation. Try and get a better understanding of what your partner is going through in that point. Um, and you know, if you fear for their safety, don't leave them alone. Right? It's follow the, follow the procedures that have been done for us, okay? Um, how to help without being overwhelming. That's different for everyone because obviously everyone's at different, like there's severe manic depression as opposed to just mild and um, just feeling sad, right? So there's different stages. So it's been able to identify that and um, yeah, I think just read the, read the situation. Once again, you can ask if they're okay, listen, let them know you're there for them and don't try and, you know, someone who's depressed, say, don't be like, Come on, just get outside, you'll feel better. It's, I, I used to always say that, but you know, I hate it when people say to me, I'm like, fuck off. I don't feel like going outside right now. To be fair, right now, I just feel like laying in bed and being feeling sorry for myself. Like that's, and I'm not saying that's how everyone feels, but that's sometimes how I feel. I'm like, just let me sit here. I wanna feel this feeling. That's where I wanna be. So if that's where I wanna be, respect that. Still be there for support and hang out or whatever. Understand we're entitled to feel these emotions because we know they're not going to always be here, right? If they are here for two weeks or longer, it's like that's probably when you want to get some help, right? You want to probably start thinking to yourself, I'm, "I need some help," okay? But if it's just a day thing, it's like embrace it. Why? Just try and understand why you're going through that emotion. It's not always going to be the best experience, it's just like, but you can't always be happy. You know what I mean? So, I hope that's helpful, guys. That's a bit of my experience around those things. Um, I hope I've answered those well for you. Once again, I'm not qualified, but 
Um, I'm just speaking out on experience and stuff that I've learned, but I've also gone back to Black Dog, Lifeline, <clears throat> and Beyond Blue and used a few of their researches, so you can find those on their web pages. If you got value from this, please share it in your stories, tag people who need to see it, um, and this will be coming out as a podcast soon as well, so you can listen to it all the time. Cheers, guys. Thank you for listening to the Man That Can Project podcast. My name is Lockie Stewart, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful. If you did, please take a moment to rate and review the Man That Can Project on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with our newest episodes. We'll see you again next time.